Hey everyone, it's those good old-fashioned values, and we're starting a new show. Kind of. Sort of. Are you still recording your podcast? Uh, yes, dear. Go away. I, uh, we're... Like, oh, no, keep that up. That was no, something I, on my I thought Andy right. was doing that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had that with it's Andy. It's like, I do I have a virus? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so we're doing this. You see, here's the thing. Talking about who is this Angie person you're talking about? Oh my god, okay, it's, it's Dr. Boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Spencer's uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, so we've been doing this podcast for like over two years now, and and we, we haven't gotten any better at it, we've gotten no better whatsoever. No, in all seriousness, we've been doing this for a while, and we started the patron cast thing a while back, and one of the first ones we ever got was Venture Brothers. Yeah. And uh, we, we were considering continuing it, and I just decided, let's just start again, since that, so, no. Yeah, and, and people on the Patreon will have, like, probably will have noticed that. We, we've been talking about at some point, uh, because the way that we hosted the bonus episodes was different back then. We used to post it on SoundCloud, or, uh, and then, uh, put a link on the Patreon that would take you to that, and that eventually stopped working. Uh, so yes. we have been trying for a bit to port those episodes over to Patreon, you know, uh, figure out if there's a way we can, like, put them right in the chronology, like, make it so people can re-listen to that. And then I re-listened to one of those episodes, and I decided, no, no one's ever going to listen to these again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, Sorry. however bad you're imagining it, it was worse. Yeah, uh, the old Patrick episodes were good, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah, um, we at least have Alan Gregory. I sounded yeah, like those, fucking least... Jiminy Glick. It was insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but so I figure why not just like, you know, cut our losses and just start again, you know, since yeah. I think also we'll probably make a better episode out of it this time. And fuck no, oh, yeah. I can't remember anything I goddamn said that last episode. I remember we were pretty negative on it. Not necessarily mm. negative, but I was like, yeah. eh, like it's it's. I, uh, I my think thing was, me and Andy's take was like, this is not very good, but the show gets better later, and like you need this to build off. Yeah, but yeah. I I'm actually I mean, do we want to like preamble around it, or do we want to kind of want to get into it because I didn't hate this. I like this, this a lot. Yeah, <laughs> reminds me a lot of, especially like a lot of the stuff in here. Reminds me a lot of Futurama season one Kinda, in terms yeah. of like all of the pieces are there, you know, and they're setting things up well. But it's it's definitely still like not their their sharpest work, but it is really I mean, good. Also, everyone kind of in this show talks weird because it's the first season and they haven't gotten the voices right yet. I mean, yeah, but then that's always kind of the case. Like, remember original Bender voice? Yeah, like, yeah. But yeah. I I will I will even say I think this is less like they didn't know what they were doing yet. Like, you know, it's not very good. And more, they are doing something with this first season that is so different from what the show eventually became yes. that I think we were kind of unable to judge it on its own. Yes, this, this season is went into it that the most time. Johnny Quest parody they've ever done. Yeah, well, the, mm. and because the, they went into this thinking like, oh, we're going to do like, you know, a straight up parody of like, yeah, of Johnny Quest or of, what, what, like, Space Ghost or whatever. You know, all the, like, the kind of, you know, twitchy Hanna-Barbera, like, quest cartoons from the 60s or whatever. And 
I think they didn't, but like, you know, and then obviously like subvert it, like, oh, what if in the middle of, you know, one of the quests, like they got testicular torsion, haha, <laughs> like what if, you know, what if instead of like the kind of saccharine like action that they had, like there was legitimate, like legitimate murder every episode, you know, it's like, it's a pretty simple joke. And I think especially like you see in those first couple episodes, it does look like what if there was like a 2005, like you, or, you know, 2007, like flash animated yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, like short oh the god <laughs> this shit is like this shit is so lo-fi at Good. this point every every season looks consistently better yeah but the, but i and i think but, we can... but, well like where i was gonna end up with it is that i think that i'm gonna say probably by episode let's say episode four you know maybe episode four or five well uh, brisby was not great so let's say by the time orpheus gets there I think that they have a solid enough grasp on what they're going for with that original concept that it is pretty uniformly watchable, minus like one or two exceptions for the rest of the season. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I was it, also... it's, I, I genuinely enjoyed what they were going for here, even though I think I like like what the show becomes oh, in season four or five better, you know? Yeah. Uh, if I could cut in and real quick and say um, one piece of context that you're missing is that uh, when... When we did this two years ago, that was my first time ever watching the show, and I still have only seen this first season. Insane. So yeah. I am. We're gonna we're gonna I watch am, this another. Th- there have been things I have been yeah. waiting for like two years to talk to you about. It's nuts. Yeah, I, no, I it's gonna be cool. So you you were saying that when we were talking about going back to this, and I was like, oh, I wonder what that is, and then. By the end of the season, I th- I, I'm 98 percent sure I know what the, it is. There is a yeah. there is a character. Is in, it the Sovereign? In, yes, in the, so- the, yeah. in, the mm-hmm. in the season finale that I've been waiting to talk about with Spencer yeah. for fucking... Yeah. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as they dropped that one reference to you-know-who, I was like, oh, this is what Andy's been talking yes! about. Yes! Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm excited to hear about Oh, you that. will be. You, you, you will be more excited than I am, let me tell you something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. I, I think also some of the the things that like I want to talk about the stiffness of the animation that might be part of the joke considering you know like oh it definitely is yes and I I think it just like how well it works comes down to like a, like your ability to stomach it you know which um mm. I which I mean if if you're like totally willing to be like oh yeah the joke is that it's kind of jerky or whatever like that's totally fine I think they kind of realized that that shtick can get old pretty fast by in the next couple seasons, but... I yeah. would also say, like, if we, if we want to start diving into the cast, uh, unless if we want to go over our history with the show again. Yeah, we, let's do that. It's been two years, yeah. Uh, honestly, like, when I watched this first two years ago, I had only gotten into Venture Brothers fairly recently. Like, it was something that I, I had watched, binged through a lot of. Like, it, it's still not... But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I do really like the season. I think... Season four of this show has a good running for being the best season of TV ever. Um, mm. I really like a lot of its its designs. It's, it, it's it's really playful fun with like late '60s stuff up through like uh, the the early '80s American pop culture in like a bunch of creative and interesting ways. Especially by 2001, like the kinds of like deep cuts and the way they're playing with the characters and tropes and dialogue, just feels so earnest and fun and it's also just like this show has aged perfectly in the sense of the world has become more like this 
So the mean-spirited take they're doing on this material, on, like, the, the stuff they're parodying and referencing, has only aged better. Uh, like, doing a fucking Doctor Doctor Strange riff in is it, has only aged more finely over the past 20 years. Uh, mm. Anyway, Ty? Uh, what about you, Ty? Yeah, uh, so I had obviously, like, seen smatterings from the whole show, uh, you know. Or maybe not the whole show, but from, you know, later stuff and earlier stuff when we first did it. Uh, and then since that's happened, I've gone through the whole thing, rewatched it. I read, um, I read the book that they came out with, uh, Go Team Venture. Like, that's all about, like, the making and the art of the show, which, uh, if you can find, if you can pirate it, I had to read it on, like, a shitty, like, virusy website, but, uh, it was really, really good. I, I very much enjoyed it and getting their insights and stuff. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I am very much, like, watched it from start to finish like you know big big fan even like as i have criticisms that we'll get into as we go on through the thing Hmm. yeah pretty boring okay (laughs) yeah all right well i uh i've only seen this first season so i don't i have a vague idea of what's coming next but i'm still like in the dark which is very exciting i'm uh genuinely like i'm the season finale of the uh of when i saw it the first time two years ago you'll notice (laughs) oh boy you know (laughs) i forgot you don't even know about what they where they go with that i mean yeah they never bring them back they they, yeah they they address it's it's i don't know why they call it the venture brothers this season because the rest of it it's just called dr venture (laughs) i actually do i actually do know uh what happens to them okay the only thing i really know but they get molested yeah well, they do I, talk about the, the, the cloning then in the Roy Beesby episode, so it's not like they, they give you no hints, but, you know. Yeah, no. I um, Spoilers. I, uh, yeah, I I mostly just got to experience this as, like, uh, isn't this a Hanna-Barbera parody? Isn't it weird? And on those terms, you know, obviously they're clearly laying the groundwork for something with that absolutely insane out-of-left-field Easy Rider parody that ends the season, but at the same time, I enjoyed this very dumb, very funny, very, uh, you know, well-developed parody of 60s cartoons. I I think it's very funny. I will never get over my reaction when, like, they have that big reveal of, uh, you know, what's causing the pain in his balls? Is it, like, an alien parasite or something? And then it's just yeah. testicular torsion. Or, or get him. over your reaction yeah. to hearing Dr. Mrs. the Monarch's voice for the first time. Okay, yeah, that was also when yeah. uh, when I was watching it with Angie, and when I heard Dr. Girlfriend's voice for the first time, I just looked... You immediately had to go into another... No, I, lo- yeah. I literally, like, looked at you Angie. You immediately had to call up one of your other friends and start screaming. Yeah, I know, I, what is it, fucking, like, looked at Angie, I'm like, what? <laughs> no, it, it's great, but I I don't know. I very much enjoy. Can I? How stupid this is, but how funny this is, and also can I, so can I say something really rude? Go ahead. There is a um, there is a scene later in the series where one of the characters gets very mad at uh the monarch and doctor girlfriend for admitting that they're swingers. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say yeah. that there are definitely some cinematic parallels? <laughs> um, oh, but no. no, I took it. Yeah, into a tall, spirit. lanky no. dumbass and a woman with a very deep voice. <laughs> Angie's voice is more androgynous than Doctor Girlfriend's. That's very fair. deep baritone, unfortunately. But uh, I'm ju- I'm just saying that art imitates life sometimes. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, I'm speaking of which, I love those two characters so much. Yeah. I like how they just have the like, a normal is... 
great. They, yeah. They just have like a normal kind of shitty relationship. So like, actually, here's a, here's a question for Andy. Who do you think your favorite character, like just by the end, just like, you know, take all that into account. Who do you think your favorite character is uh, on the show? On the show, 21. You think? Yeah. That makes sense. Of course it does. Of course it does. Yeah. Because the only answers you could get from that were 21 or Quiz Boy. Those were the only... Qu- Quiz Boy, act- yeah. Quiz- Honestly, Quiz Boy is up there more for me than 21. Uh, I like, but, yeah. Well, Billy 20, gets a lot I mean, of great moments. Billy's great, but 21 is... I, I mean, because 21 is, so is like... It's like Jackson Public and Doc Hammer were like, what if Andy was in our show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see Andy in you, you've Brothers. seen you've seen 21 a bit he's the fat uh yeah he's the brother. guy who he's fights Brock with the lightsaber yeah oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that is Andy <laughs> and much uh, like much like 21 Andy has grown from just a kind of speckly dumbass to like the most like the most adult person on this show 21 un- unironically gets the the single most well-written character arc in the entire show um, but, uh, yeah. No, it's yeah. it, it's just I don't know who I was expecting, but it sh- <laughs> it, it should have been that if that makes yes. sense. like there's yes. nobody else on that show who would connect with you in that way. Yes, no. Because it's just what if there was just like, a pudgy hearing. guy who loved pop culture and nerd shit. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's me. He's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I yeah no. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're gonna talk about the cast, man, I let's let's start from the beginning. They nail from day one how much ru- of a piece of shit Rusty Venture is. It's yeah, so I mean, great. He gets more pathetic as it goes on, but I think they always had the core of, oh, this is a scumbag, you know? Yeah. A scumbag who got fucked over a lot, but yeah. still a like scumbag. A, like a scumbag who had like a legitimately, like, yeah, traumatizing past, but is just like, has let all of that fester and just sit in him, and he's just become like, a completely venal, just little creep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like, I appreciate how much they make him just suck and how much he hates his fucking kids and his life. And there's just like very little redeeming about him. Aside from, uh, I forget the voice yeah. actor's name, but the voice actor does a good job. James Urbiniak. James Urbiniak does a really good job of like, you know, kind of making him a little more neurotic. But like at the same time, yeah, no, this character is, he just sucks so fucking it's much. It's also very yeah. funny we're watching this character. Well, uh, I guess, um, What's his face? Who's the main guy on that you're talking about on Get Cynical season three? Um, uh, Max Landis. Max Landis. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but like, he is kind of a Max Landis figure. Tri- you know, and much like Max Landis, his dad killed a bunch of people. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, but the, the joke I was going to go for child actors, but you know, it doesn't. He's yeah. he was never really a child actor, but uh, rich piece of shit with the fucking awful dad. Yep, that that that. Honestly, who I has horrible relations with for- women. I think you can make a case for the closest person in our culture to uh, Rusty Venture being, uh, oh God, what's that, what's his name? Uh, Corey Feldman. Yeah, I yeah. can see yeah. that. I can yeah. see that. Like just a, 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 a definitely like a, just a kind of loser piece of shit who nevertheless like was molested basically. Yes. Or, or, or this, Macaulay or Culkin. This, this universe's version. No, because Macaulay Culkin's like kind of cool. He's like fine. Yeah. But like I, I, he, uh, is, he's, like, he is he is at least charismatic on Red, Red, Red Letter Media. That's the best I can give him. Which are you guys? You guys are forgetting that. Like, are you getting them mixed up with Rory Culkin? Because the other Culkins are cool, but Macaulay's no. kind of a he's kind he, of a fucking. He's kind of a but 
Is he like a scumbag he, too? Like I, I never dug too deep into it. He always seemed. I think I remember him being kind of scummy, but uh, I don't know. This, uh, I'll, I'll have to do more digging. But I do remember him at the very least being kind of like a burnt out loser. Yeah, I mean, Again. of course, every child actor is. But like, I, I don't know. But like, Rusty is in such a way where it's like he clearly got like some of the worst of it. But also, it just turned him into, like, this kind of just, like, shitty, like, devoid of virtues guy that, like, I, I do think, like, Feldman is the closest parallel I can think of. Yeah. Except no, but instead, of, instead of, like, being molested, he was molested in this universe's version, which is just, like, being forced to go to, like, Cuba and fight, like, oh. uh, crocodiles or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, mm. awesome. yeah no. Being forced, to, being forced to stare down a death row. I was, was like, going to go off topic, but something that I... I wanted to bring up, you know, with Venture Brothers season one as, you know, one of the the premier early two thousands Adult Swim things is it's it's weird thinking back on that network how like this was kind of the shtick that got the network going like like yeah. Harvey Birdman Space Ghost Ghost to Coast yeah 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 doing yeah, yeah. like fifties like Hanna Barbera really taking assets from like Hanna Barbera yes yes that had lost the rights or whatever I mean. And it's very funny that, like, they got so much mileage out of that because it's, like, the times that they have tried to do it in Venture Brothers, like, specifically with Johnny Quest, you know, with uh, with Benton and, and, like, actually making Action Johnny the real Johnny Quest or whatever. It's, like, they just, they have been, like, threatened with lawsuits over that. And it's very funny, like, to see that, like, you know, Space Ghost, like, still going, Birdman still going, like, they did so much with, like, Brack and... It, it's just very funny that, like, the one that isn't, like, fully ripping off is, like, is the one getting in trouble over it. I don't know. Yeah, I can yeah. get that, yeah. Yeah. That's, no, that's not fair. interesting or funny or whatever, but I, I do think that's, like, a fun Pretty interesting. Well. I mean, it's worth talking about production cycles yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, that's fair. Dean and Hank. Oh, boy. They don't, I mean, they, they have an idea, I think, of what they are in... But, Hank is more aggressive, and Dean yeah. is more bookwormy. Yeah, but, but you, they, I mean, they, you they, listen they, to... Public and Hammer talk, and they're like, we did not really know what to do with these kids for the first two or three seasons. Basically, the yeah. two of them are one character. Basically, yes. yeah. I remember that being a complaint of mine uh, in the old episode, actually. I do remember saying, oh, they're not that distinct. And then you guys pointed out that, well, once they figure out what they are, they kind yeah. of start to... That said, it does... It, it takes... Like, it, it's definitely better next season, knowing the, the episodes we get. But it's not till, like season three or four that they really start coming into their own yeah yeah no but i still enjoyed uh i don't know there is still like it's a funny comedic concept it's not a good way to build out a character but it is a funny comedic idea to put like you know this gee whiz oh shucks like you know encyclopedia brown into the middle of like yeah into the middle of just chaos yeah what the the movie elysium i don't know what's a good fucking comparison i'm usually good at pop culture shit Oh man, they stole my. You would not fit well on Venture Brothers because you don't know shit about pop culture. Yeah, Uh, I mean, if we're being honest, and we will get to it as the show goes on, but I do think like this episode is good for like laying groundwork about this show. I do think at some point it does kind of get up its own ass about the pop culture stuff in a way that makes it tough to watch, like especially around yeah. like season six. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're the one that made me roll, roll my, some of them are like funny. Like they have a reference to like Lydia lunch randomly, which like, if you don't yeah. know who that is, the, it's the just sounds funny. The are always funny, but then yeah. occasionally they'll like, just like do a star Wars quote, like full stop, or I don't want to spoil it, but they do a, 
they do a taken quote in one of the later seasons in a way that it's like they are they don't subvert it at all the, it's just like damn isn't this badass uh the david bowie one this season was the one that made me groan where they have like the, in the, one of the <laughs> okay. prologues so it's like hmm. tvc15 uh you know ground control to major tom they're losing and yeah i do know that david bowie actually shows up in the show god right. damn it god damn it i was hoping yeah. i was yeah. so hoping that would have been so fun if that was. A yeah, no, oh. that's upsetting. I'm oh. mad. Yeah, I'm angry. But um, Arr. no. Yeah. Yeah, I think Angie spoiled that one on me. God but damn I, it, I, Angie! God damn it! What can't this bitch do wrong? <laughs> but, um, no, but I, 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 I did find that the uh, the David Bowie stuff, like in that one particular scene, to be kind of annoying. Sure. Like, yes. Yeah, you've heard heard his albums. Get that's it. cool. Good for you. And, and I do. I think part of it is just like. Like the two creators are like such pop cult, like pop culture geeks. Why can't I fucking talk today? Uh, they're like both such pop culture geeks, and they are so like mind melded on a lot of stuff that like I feel like sometimes they are unable to realize like what is actually clever and what is just kind of like stroking their ego. It and you see yeah. that with like a lot of like when they make like a deep cut, like when they find something that they both found like funny like they do like a barbarella riff that like has some legs or whatever like you know when like when there is like pop culture detritus that they both kind of hit on like that is that is very fun but i think they are bad at sifting between what is like actually like kind of a fun shout out and what is just like yeah guys we get it and i think yeah stuff like yeah the star wars quotes or the ground control to major tom or whatever are, are also i hope of, you like batman because that that's yeah gonna batman be comes back a lot. A lot. And oh, I, the I, one, say, the, I don't mind Batman as much because, like, they do tie it in. Yeah, they do it with a joke in the character, way. but yeah. But not not even like that. Like, it, it says something about his character in, like, a way that I think is more interesting than just, like, rote recitation. But, like, yeah, they do it with a, a lot of stuff is just, like, damn, you remember this thing that literally everyone remembers from, like, 1982? Well, here you go. Well, yeah. speaking of uh, obscure pop culture shit, the one thing that I would totally do if I was a guy, if I was like these guys and got to, you know, control my own show, getting Jim Fetus to do my soundtrack would be exactly what I would fucking do. Oh, this do. show's soundtrack is great. They get, uh, yeah, they get Fotis or Fetus to do it, and uh, he is so <laughs> Jim goddamn Jim Fetus, good. what is this, like, the end of a prom? <laughs> It's it's the exact sort of like late Jim 60s. Fetus. Jim Fetus, what is this? Like the, the junior queen, the junior prom queen having a really bad day. Yo, that would kill on Family Guy. Yo, they, they did a whole song about that. Remember? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they did. Well, it yeah. wasn't as good as any of Jim Fetus' songs. Yeah. But no, the soundtrack for the show Jim is Fetus, fucking amazing. What is this? Like the the <laughs> the senior that the gym teacher's having like a relationship with. <laughs> and it got too far. <laughs> Every time you do this thing where you just steamroll discussion to do a do a riff, we lose two patrons. I hope you're it's happy. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, um, we've got no growth. <laughs> Jim Fetus. Jim you got any Fetus. other ones there? You got any others? Jim Fetus. What is this? Like a homeless guy living in the Planet Fitness bathroom? Or a homeless woman, I guess. <laughs> that was good. And guess what? She's well, pregnant. I like, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, if it was a homeless guy, I imagine the Planet fit, Fitness bathroom the is planet, the fetus. Yeah. Planet Fitness bathroom. I don't know, man. I, that's the saddest thing you can imagine is a homeless fetus. Just a fetus in like a little wool cap with a bindle. That's sad. He's got he's got <laughs> one of the the, 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 the like thirties hobo bags yeah. with their stuff on a stick. Yeah. He's less riding the there. rails and more was like shot out onto a boxcar. 
yeah. <laughs> no, um, the soundtrack for the show is fucking incredible. Uh, it's it's like a perfectly like slightly more avant garde version of the stuff that they're parodying. I love the music that plays whenever Orpheus shows up. Yeah, it's just the... <laughs> just blast. Orpheus might volume. be my favorite character, honestly. He's really strong. Yeah, he's really strong. Yeah. he rocks. He's... I also want to say, uh, everyone listen to the album uh, Nail by Jim Fetus. Uh, he has a bunch of songs on there that sound like evil show tunes. They're so good. Ooh, I'll have to check this out, actually. Yeah, no. the It's, oh my god, he rocks so fucking much. But, he looks no. exactly like you. That's why you like him. Yeah, he, he literally has, like, darker <laughs> hair. But and it's the same so thing funny, like, you go through, like, Spencer's like, oh, you gotta check this guy out. This guy rocks. And then you see a picture of him, and it's, like, a spitting image of Spencer. <laughs> yeah. And that's, like, every guy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. have you listened to Warren Zevon before? <laughs> yeah. Um, like you could you could convince Spencer that like there was an anyone listen to Beck? Group, like yeah, no, you could convince Spencer that there was an eighty super group he never heard him by putting him in a hall of mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a chuckle out of that. I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's too many words. Too uh, many words. No, no, no. You're just, yeah. you're just salty. Offensive. You're just salty that I got your ass. Honestly, um, you did get my ass, but I just kind of zoned out there. That's fair. <laughs> um, I do that all the time on this show. I don't. I I don't think I've listened to half this podcast. <laughs> uh, let's smart. uh, yeah, no. <laughs> let's uh, we should also talk about Brock Sampson, uh, Brock. Patrick Warburton, Patrick the Warburton fucking god. Goat. Yeah, yeah, the best of all time at doing exactly one voice and killing it every single fucking time. I'm ba- I, I think what's so brilliant about warburton is like he only has the one voice but he is able to like characterize it in such different ways like like brock sampson is a completely different character from joe swanson who is a different like a completely different character from putty who you know it's like he is able to like use this one like kind of you know his like kind of deep register kind of gravelly like you know that single voice but he's able to twist it and contort it in like for different characters in such a way that like it, it can fit like vastly different characters every time. He's he's a fucking it, genius. He's like he finds infinite yeah. variations on like this very yeah. this very narrow range. That's like the best thing a fucking actor can be. Yeah, and, and I, I don't even think like with people like Greta Leslie or whatever, it's like oh man, look at how many voices she can do, you know, or whatever. But like, I don't think that is like necessary to be a great voice actor. Like I no. think no. that like or even having, a great actor. Sure, but I, I like specifically voice actor because I think that's where Warburton's got a lot of his success. Um, I mean, he was on The Tick and he, you know, Seinfeld or whatever. But I think a lot of it does come from, like, his voice work. And it's, like, I think just being being endlessly, like, creative and talented with your one tool, I think it is as admirable as being, like, the man of a thousand voices or whatever, you know? Yes. No, 100%. Speaking of being uh, talented with your one tool, Brock Samson lays so much pipe. Yeah. <laughs> he, has, he has, his thing is... Brock Samson, re- like, went to plumber school. <laughs> yeah. Ty, Brock Sampson is your girlfriend, is your boyfriend. I wish. He can I mean, yeah. who doesn't? He's your type. Yeah. <laughs> it's also Actually, just like, not, not really all that much. The, the joke uh, was Brock. Absolutely never- jacked. That's if he not- had red hair, if he if he was if he had red hair, then yeah. Well, sure, but that's I mean that's anyone. <laughs> so the the joke with Brock early in early on in the season for like the first two or three episodes is kind of that he's like nuts and dangerous, but he sort of shifts as the show goes along to becoming the straight man of the Venture family, which yeah. also is very fun for him. And and I think you yeah. see a lot of that. Like I I think you see that starting to build in the first season where it's like they get there by being like oh he's kind of like you know. He's kind of like quiet and taciturn or whatever, and that then morphs into like, 
oh, he is just kind of over this shit. But you know what I really like about Brock, like, besides just, like, oh, he's the straight man or whatever? Is what? is that... His penis? Warburton... It's not, I mean, they never show it, but I... There is that joke in the first episode, though. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, I, I think what, what I really like about his character is that, like, they give him, like, this kind of, like, warmth. Like, he, like he's kind of a softie in a lot of yeah. ways. Like, he is, like, a genuinely, like, kind guy who is also, like, you know, this violent murder yeah. machine or whatever. And I think that, like, it would be very easy to play that as a joke. Like, kind of what they do with Sergeant Hatred later, which you'll see. But uh, I think that, like, Warburton is able to hit that balance of, like, oh, no, he is genuinely, like, a caring guy who is also this kind of, you know disinterested like you know mass murder or whatever in a way that it it feels real the whole way through yeah like he genuinely cares about like the fucking venture kids yeah it's a, it's a hard balance he cares hit. about them more that than fucking matter. rusty does well yeah because rusty kind of has yeah, well coming. that's not yeah. hard yeah i mean pete white cares about them more than rusty does <laughs> yeah. which by the way it is so funny to see like at the beginning of the show like they start seeding people like pete white and billy Quizboy and like dr impossible is like oh these are like other guys in the world isn't this a wacky world of science and then even by the end of the season like you can see them start to evolve it's like oh no here are the relationships like they have with each other and they have with dr venture and then you can see i'm not going to say what they do with professor impossible but like you can even see like they are definitely setting rails down for that in this first season like with his episode like it's it's interesting to see like it is interesting to see the show evolve in real time, which is something that I think we've talked about with other shows on. on I also this, uh, like. Um, I also like all the college backstory stuff that they they're laying the groundwork for. It's I not, like the college backstory uh, stuff a lot too. The, I, it's, it's like that. That was one of the cheesier mo- moments for me. It's just like again, I I get that it was like self consciously cheesy. It's like oh haha, wouldn't it be funny if they all went to the same school? Like wouldn't it be a fun coincidence or whatever? But. I don't. I don't think they like were at enough of a distance from it to make it just not going. Mean. Also, I don't know. you guys go on about why turn. you like it. I just think. I just think it's like it's it's. I think it's fun seeing that these people were always kind of like like Rusty was always kind of a loser. Pete was always kind of a parasite. Brock is always like kind of a big guy. You know, so on. Well, that's. That's what becomes the show's central joke, and I do think that's, like, what works best about the show is when they lean into it. It's just the idea of, like, everyone in this show, you know, be they, like, the most powerful villain or the, like, the, you know, the chumpiest hero, whatever. They're all just fucking, like, losers. Yeah. They're just fucking virgins. Like, the only one who wasn't, it was, like, uh, Jonah Sr., and that's just because he was a fucking, like, sociopath scumbag, you know? Mm. Like, it, it's just, it's something that I don't think they do a lot here because, like, in the first season, you're supposed to, like, accept, like, oh, this is just what the world is. But I, I do think they, like, have already kind of started to hit on yeah. it in ways. And just, the like, eventually the show just becomes, like, these are just kids playing dress-up. These are just, like, fucking losers who are LARPing because they never grew up. And and everyone else in this world is just kind of normal and dealing with it because they're not fucking geeks. And I do think that is, like the kind of core joke of the series and one that I think is funny the whole way through. I also want to talk about uh, going and talking like, about... Sorry. Yeah, the co- sorry, but just to tie that into what you're saying, like, I think the college, like, is a good way of showing that, like, the idea of, like, oh, yeah, you know, these were just college nerds who grew up to be adult nerds, but it, I don't think the execution was great when they did it, especially because the episode they did... Yeah, the Mike Soana the stuff. Of the first that's, season. There's a reason they don't address that character much ever again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I will say though, going over um, backstory stuff. I think the rest of the old venture crew 
mostly isn't funny, but I think I think they nail Colonel Gentleman as a joke. Just right out of the park. He's the only yeah. one. Because just doing that mean-spirited of a fucking Sean Connery. what if Con- Sean Connery was gay? Yeah. It's <laughs> really good. What if it was Sean Buggery? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you God, have Sean an, Connery uh, sucks so much, by the way. Just he's like such a scumbag. Terrible. He was human never being. a good actor. He just hits women all the time. Yeah. Not even hot. Like, he, like oh, not that's... even good looking. Yeah. Yeah, it's just he. He looks like. He looks like a fucking thumb. He looks like a leprechaun. Like it's... they had to put. Like I don't know if he was wearing a wig in his Bond stuff, but it sure looked like. <laughs> yeah, it's just the worst fucking comb over yeah. in the world. Just yeah. he looks like a fucking werewolf. Just awful. He has like a perfectly square face. Yeah. <laughs> I like how the I like how the definition of like hot guys in the '60s was either like guys who are objectively really good looking, like Paul Newman, or like just we we morphed a leprechaun with like you know a fucking fish, and we That's made Sean Connery also look like. You could also be a British guy who looks like you care a lot about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> like, every, like every rock star from the '60s. Yeah. 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 Every single rock star like, from the so '60s. Funny, like you, you, like you look at like uh uh oh god what's um the the evil beatles the what zombies the, why can't I, rolling no, stones no why can't i think of these the rolling stones why can't I think of the, <laughs> the evil beatles <laughs> 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 oh you know the scary beatles <laughs> i mean that's kind of what they were <laughs> no but like oh you, you know, know the the, like, the 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 monkey the monkey man okay Is that let's, who you're let, talking? let's let it go uh no but like even the rolling stones like they all had like the fucking bull cuts and like the two big suits and it's like oh these were like the bad boys of 60s rock and they look like fucking losers. they all look like, like the girl school shooters basically they, yeah. Yeah, they, all, they all look like they all look like like your nerdiest 14 year old friend yeah like you know do you yeah. know what fucking Todd uh, Todd Rundgren fucking looked like back then because it is the funniest shit in the world. Yeah. Oh my god, he 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 looks like a stage beyond repressor at that point. It's insane. Yeah. Oh god, no. They, they all like they all have like the same vibe as like what if you got Bob Odenkirk to play like a Chinese guy? <laughs> also, <laughs> is, Todd Rundgren looked like at we, the time. We, we, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh yeah. Jesus, man. This was like the coolest a British person could look in 1970. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what if you looked like the gay devil? That or in their best little boy suit. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of what the Beatles were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, know, you know what? You know what? It's weird that this show, this show, it makes more sense, but why did so many late 90s, early 2000s comedies, you know what? That they all had the same thought of, you know what we need? We need a, a minor side character in our show who talks like a pirate. That is an essential part of the formula. I mean, I, li- I, I like all of them. I, I think both Seamus and the Sea Captain. The Sea Captain gets a lot of, like, every time he shows up, he's always would beat your ass, Andy. Yeah. You could not take a pirate. Yeah, Andy would be walking the plank almost immediately. But it's just like, why was this so... Andy's timbers would be shivered AF. <laughs> it's weird yeah, that Andy they're... would be getting plundered. Yeah. Why is it so common? That's yeah, all I'm was, asking. I wish like, a pirate fun to me. <laughs> yeah. Some pirate about to go you hoo hoo on Andy's ass. <laughs> I'd make you walk yeah. the plank, that's for sure. He's gonna put a hook where the sun don't Yeah, and they're gonna make uh, Ty walk the plank and she'll be like, Stop! No! You're making <laughs> me walk the plank. I don't talk like that. <laughs> By the way. I do not talk like that. One of the, maybe the best Brock kills uh, of the season is like just... <laughs> 
and he kills the guy with the hand up his ass. He just clenches <laughs> it so t- And I think when I, the pirate crew comes back for, like, bit parts in later episodes, I think it's season yeah. two. The I, captain is big in, like, season six, season yeah, seven. I think that guy has a hook hand. I think one of them has a hook hand because they fuck. Yeah, that's great. I, I love, like, I, I think as this first season goes, you know, the whole, like, uh... The whole, like, what if these, you know, G. Willikers-ass kids were, like, forced into this super violent world or whatever. I do think my favorite example of that is in the pirate episode where Brock is, like, having to, like, gently walk Hank through just killing a man. I love the, the, <laughs> the, the, bare the gag like, where, where it's, like, the, he's, the, the ghost has been... That'll knock him out more? He's like, that'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost has been, uh, uh, screaming and the... <laughs> And Hank just throws him over when the pirate's captain is just like, oh, we could have done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the pirate ghost generally is so, that's like a great episode structurally. Just like, you know, okay, obviously they're fake ghosts. They're just dipshits. And then there's a real ghost. And then the real ghost doesn't want to hurt anyone. He's just upset about his wife. <laughs> they just toss him overboard. Episode ends. That's so good. Which, also, I gotta say, this show is so good at ending episodes at the right fucking time. Just, like, right at the fucking, well, just exact yeah, funniest moment. It doesn't have, I think, honestly, like, a lot of shows would be better at that if, like, so many screenwriters didn't have, like, the Emerson brain of, like, oh, we need to wrap everything up. Yes. No, like, like, especially if, if you're you doing comedy. If you get rid of that, it is so easy to, like, pick out, like, oh, this is, the, this is the funniest moment to end it. Or, like, this is, like, the most impactful moment to end it without having to think, like, but what if the audience doesn't know everything that fucking happened to get things back to normal? It's like, yeah. who, who gives a fuck? Especially when you're, you're writing just, you're comedy. You're suspending your disbelief because you're watching a comedy and you're watching a cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Also, just, um, this show was kind of, you know, ahead of its time with just how heavy they were going with after credit scenes. I mean, they're not, like, you know here's the next episode thing, but I think a lot of the episodes do have them. No, there's a lot of great little mini reveals in the after credit scenes. Oh, also one, one, one more thing I want to talk about is that like, I like how this fuck we've been talking about 40 minutes. I guess we're we've not going to do specific 40. episodes. I, I was check. I was like checking the audacity. I was like, so we've been going for like what? 15 minutes. Like I thought it was going to be one of those episodes where it's like, Jesus Christ, how long is this going to take? No, this is almost the full episode. Yeah, no, I, 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 one of the things I like about this season is that they slowly add in like continuity stuff as like the monarch be going to jail, like Jonas's brother, you know, so, no, over the course yeah. of the season, which is really nice. The boy's dying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can tell they're getting more confident as the season goes on. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, should we do it like a quick lightning round, or do, do we have like a couple episodes yeah. we want to pull out? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, we could do a quick lightning round. Yeah, Sounds just good. quick. Uh, All right. Terrible uh, Secret of Turtle Bay. Fine. Fucking Look. flash animation ass. It's so janky. Draw, fucking drawn together ass episode of television. Yeah. Oh, that's because that was the, like, not episode one. That was the, the pilot. But like yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was, like, the test episode for sure. But, like, I mean, if you're trying to get into Venture Brothers, please do not watch that one first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's no. not important to anything that's yeah. going to happen next. Yeah. Uh, Dia de los Dangerous. Um, Pretty funny. Yeah. It, I think that I think it is like a good proper pilot. Yeah, it, it gives you a real good sense of like these are the monarch crew, these are the boys, this is this is Brock, yeah. this is Rusty, these are the jokes. Oh, Helper's also great this season. He's just he's just, he's a very good like R two D two S. Here's here's an annoying robot that that is sometimes helpful. Uh, careers in science. Uh, this oh the space station one. Uh, yeah. Would you would yeah. you hit? Would you hit uh, Lieutenant Anna Baldovich? 
Never saw the face. What's the whole point? I'm a face lady. Mm. It's important. Oh, aren't you special? Not. I don't think it's a great episode. There honestly. is a there is a callback to this episode much later that is very well done. Um, yeah. No. They they definitely like retcon this into being something important, but as it stands, like I don't think any of the oh Rusty's pissing himself jokes are that funny. I I think Brock like almost getting sucked into space is kind of funny, but. I just don't think there's too much going on here. This episode is kind of important and then it's the first time you really get a sense of like, oh, Rusty has no fucking idea what he's doing. He's a hack. Just a complete hack. And I guess you do need that, but I don't know. It's just, I would rather that be embedded in an episode with like funny jokes and I don't really think careers in science had any. Yeah. Uh, Home insecurity. Uh, Baron Underbite is a character who it's a decent run over the show, but it is clear that, like, the writers are not that into him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they talk about it in the um, in the book. Their, their whole thing with Underbite is, like, the joke was supposed to be that he's just, like, comically, like, nasty and evil, you know, like, like and they never really hit it because they make it too cartoony with, like, the, oh, tiger bump. Like, I, I do think if, like, they haven't, like, like, I think to do what they wanted to do with Underbite, they would have had to do, like, what South Park did in the last season we talked about where it's, like, you know, they they're like graphic or in two seasons ago where it's like they haven't like graphically assault someone on screen which i don't think adults would let them do or whatever you know it's like yeah. they would have to like they would have to go like really hard with like actually like something evil and not like like cartoony evil to make what they wanted to do with underbite worked and i think the fact that they never went there just i mean partially because it's not really their style of comedy partially just because like they probably couldn't have got it by the censors anyway. But Underbite is always kind of neutered in a way that, like, this episode is... It's, I, it, it suffers. I, I do like Cyborg and uh, Sasquatch. They're, they're, they're a fun little duo. Um, I, I, I'm not huge on the Sasquatch part, but I do think, like, the two henchmen groups, like, you know, being like, oh, this is bullshit, and then coming together, I think that is, like, a good encapsulation of what this show eventually has to say about like the OSI and the guild and stuff where it's like I think that is like a good test point for it but honestly the Sasquatch stuff did not do a whole lot for me fair enough Mm. uh yeah the incredible Mr. Brisby the Orange County uh what sucks bad episode I do like the idea of the Orange County liberation I remember this one I was probably so one where it's like attention. the oh. whole thing is just like, damn, isn't Walt? Wouldn't it be fucked up if Walt Disney was like five percent more evil? Also, yeah. uh, cocktail Molotov's introduced this episode. Molotov Cocktease is a great character that I wish had a better introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, because you you know they just made it because like they they thought of the name like Molotov Cocktease is like a Bond girl name, and they were like, oh, what can we do with this? But like, I yeah. I, I wish that she was not surrounded by, I think, one of the weaker episodes of the season. Uh, yeah. Eeny, meeny, miny, magic. Uh, Orpheus. Great. Orpheus, Orpheus is introduced. Rocks. Triana is also introduced. So good. Uh, Triana, they don't ever do, like, too, too much with. But Orpheus is just a fucking... Orpheus might be my favorite character in the show. He's a yeah. strong one. He uh, rocks. I, I do like how they, they... The way, like, Triana and Hanks are in Triana and Dean's relationship, like... Of all yeah. the course of the show. It's never a big part, but it's, it is it is handled pretty well. Because um, well, Tri- the joke of Triani is like, what if she was like the one normal kid in this world? Yeah. And the idea of like, yeah, and the idea of like, well, oh, well, you know, Dean being like this fucking like neurotic throwback to the 50s, like, you know, like, golly gee, like, necking on makeout point 
aspect and her being like, no, I'm going to do perks and go to a concert is like, yeah, I, I wish they did more with that relationship because every time they do stuff with it, it is, it is very funny. Other than that, Orpheus rocks. Uh, I, I think the whole like the joy can thing is like kind of weak, but we're like Orpheus is fun enough where it's like, I don't mind if like the, the structure or like the scaffolding of the thing is not amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We already talked about Ghost of the Sargasso, I guess. It's awesome. So it's great. Pretty good. Yeah. 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 Ice Station Impossible. Uh, unfortunately, Stephen Colbert gets recast later on, but I do like the voice they have for him in later episodes. Yeah. No, Impossible's yeah. fun. Um, I, I like that we get Pete and Billy uh, like finally getting a little bit of meat because they are just, like, they become one of the more fun relationships in the whole run of the show. Um, and it, it's cool to, like, see, like, oh, they went from kind of background scientists to, like, oh, no, now they're, like, I, characters, and then they, we get conjectural industries, like, by the end of the season. I will say, it, it's, yeah. it's interesting that, that that both in terms of release order and production order, this came before the testicle, uh, teresian, uh, testicle teresian. You got it. Uh, hey, you're there. You're there. Uh, testicle teresian. Testicle teresian. Episode. Yeah. Uh, I really, I hope. I mean, Andy, I hope this never happens to you, but if Andy or I, to be fair, got testicle torsion in the middle of one of these episodes, I think I think we'd have to keep the audio in. Oh, absolutely, Probably. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. Also, but it's uh, the reason why Honestly, I, was, is, I, would I think say any any testicle based illness that you two ran into on on air, I would keep. Yeah, yeah I, I just fair. wanted to yeah. say I think um, that episode is a it's like it's like a more of a proper introduction to Billy and Pete, where they're kind of just in this episode. Yeah, I, I also like the joke with um, with Mister Impossible's wife and how like miserable yeah. she is. Clearly, um, mm. it's. I don't know. It's what I think that the Fantastic Four parody is kind of on the nose. It's like, damn, what if what if it was bad to catch on fire? What if, no, I know, that guy's what great. If instead that, that, they, every time they cut, I mean, it's like a funny enough bit, but it's one of those things where it's like, um, it's this, I mean, it's the first joke isn't he had funny, on. But when but when they they call back to him and later he shows up yeah. in later episodes, I think he's pretty funny. Or the idea of like, what if instead of being like you know a a, a big bruiser, the thing was just like a big. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, I don't know. I get that, like, it was supposed to be kind of an obvious joke, but I, I do, I would appreciate if, like, it wasn't the first joke you go to with these characters and then building, like, whole, what, 26 minutes around it. It's like, I don't know. Uh, Midlife Chrysalis. Uh, this is a great episode about uh, the monarch yeah. and Doctor Girlfriend. <laughs> I said yeah. it before, but I love how they just have like a normal kind of shitty relationship. Just very, very like everything they do is just very just like old married couple bickering. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this is a solid one. Uh, I think it would be fucked up to turn into a caterpillar. Yeah. Also, it's interesting. I would not. Uh, if you, if if either of you ever turn me into a caterpillar, I would probably quit the show. Ah, shit! I was just yeah. gonna do that next episode. That's why I warned Thought you. it would be funny bit. The, the test if, you, if, if, if either of you slipped caterpillar potion into my meals, I would be so peeved. It's also interesting. You'd be so peeved until you get into your chrysalis. And then, uh, then I would turn into a butterfly and I would rock. Shit. Yeah, you'd be real yeah. sleepy up in your chrysalis though. Uh, <laughs> it's also uh the test instructor and the brock b plot which i do think like the the hank and dean training sequences i think those are kind of funny yeah uh but the, that guy is is related to a character is said to be related to a character who becomes more important later on in the show uh, <laughs> yeah it, he it's never comes of... back though no yeah and it's i don't know it's definitely a sign of like 
because they do get so fucking like war heavy retconny on like in the later seasons in a way that like I think it's mostly come good. on guy and I uh, I mean it's like fun but I think honestly like if I had a big criticism with the, the later seasons it's that the war stuff like overtakes having to be funny uh, I, that's fair and I I think that's like a I, I don't think that's, like, a huge example of it because, like, it's just kind of, like, a small connection that they draw. But, like, ju- just the fans' obsession and I think the creators' obsession with that stuff is is kind of, like, it gets hard to carry that's by the end of the thing. That's understandable. Think. Yeah. Well, but no, this episode is great, go. though. Uh, I also... Yeah. I, they, they, they overdo it uh, with, I mean, like, as it goes on with, like, Dr. Venture hitting on Dr. Girlfriend. But the first time they do it, fucking awesome. Mm. Very fun, and just just like the monarch getting off to getting cucked by his like arch enemy is such a great like <laughs> villain joke. I'm, Actually, that isn't funny at all. Yeah, no, there's nothing that. funny about that. Yeah, famously, Spencer doesn't like that. Uh, are you there, God? It's me, Dean. I yeah, we talked about this one. Best it's great. Season. Yeah, it's so f- again just a perfect fucking joke. Yeah, just yeah, because yeah. just it it like the most like quotidian thing it could be is just like damn, my ball spun around. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And just and like introducing like the guild bylaws stuff, which becomes such a great like running bit that they have going on. It yeah. Perfect episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Tag Sale Your It. Uh, good also episode. a very good episode. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. that the scene with there is a really good callback uh in season four to the the, the twenty one Brock lightsaber fight that I really like. But it's just man, I love Gary. I love him so much. Like, even without that, like, like tying in or whatever, just the joke of, like, him facing down, like, this huge, you know, this seven-foot-tall guy, and then, like, swinging the lightsaber, and it just passing through his yeah, like, no. perfect sight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, God, yeah. good episode. Past tense. Uh, uh, we've been over this season. one. Yeah. We, uh, Andy and I liked this one. You didn't. Oh. Uh, nothing else to say. Uh, Trial of the Monarch. Uh, funny idea funny. for an episode. Uh, and I think it sets up a lot, like, going on that they, they get mileage out of. I think the trial itself is, like, you know, the hit, hit or miss, like, more hit. But, uh, yeah, just the concept of, like, what if a supervillain got arrested by the cops and had to go to civil court is very, very funny. The uh, yeah. the, the lawyer yeah. with the, the... He is a character who has dropped relatively early on. I mean, because they, they... Literally, the episode ends with, like, them going to kill him, right? Oh, I thought he died later. Uh, Maybe? I if he comes back, I don't two, remember. I could be wrong. What is it, like fetus lawyer? What is 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 this Jim Fetus? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no. Phantom Limb also becomes a really great character as the show goes on. He's he's one of yeah. the the better antagonists. Uh, Return to Spider Skull Island, a fantastic ending. Really, really yeah. great episode. Yeah. Uh, really great way to raise the stakes and kind of shift the tone of the show. They get a lot, a lot out of JJ. That like, yeah. Yeah. I like how close yeah. he comes to just killing Rusty. Just how like, if it, if it was if he was a little faster and didn't get like and didn't monologue so much, you know, the, the classic villain tropes. Uh, he, yeah. he just he just like he would have killed Rusty, and it and I like that yeah. that even Doc is like, all right. I gotta be nice. I owe this guy. Just yeah. Weird. And it's it's such a perfect, I think, like, encapsulation of what they're going for with Rusty's character, where it's, like, just having, like, this phy- physical manifestation of, like, oh, 
your dad was better than you and will always be better than you and you're a failure. And just having that, like, yeah, I have a literally, like, this little fucking, like, ball of skin that came from my body is more my dad than I will ever be. I think is, like, such a, such a, just, like, an inspired thing to do to his character. The B-plot yeah. with Hank and Dean. If it weren't for the payoff, before the payoff, I would say, like, eh, okay, it's, it's whatever, it's fine. But man, that ending. Man. Yeah. It's of- so good. One of the Ballsy. best season finales of all that. time. Yeah. Yeah. And again, easy writer parody. Perfect uh, perfect little poll right there. All right. Uh, yeah, the script is so good. You, you, <laughs> Hold on, I got this. You ready? Yeah. You ready for some fucking magic? Okay. The script is so good. You must have thought it was an easy writer parody. Oh. Anyway, uh, God damn, I we love this show. Hell if you yeah. can't you know, tell, uh, but the fact that, like, again, I think this might be the first time that, like, the we've the talked first about the half show, of the yeah. ep- Well, the the first time the first half of an episode was longer than the the episode recaps. That I think goes to show just how much we fucking love this show and are yeah. excited just, to talk about it in the future. I mean, we we love the show, and also it's just I I do think part of it's just like oh we're friends. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're friends, and if we don't like put, if we don't like put a limit on just how much we're allowed to bullshit, like yeah. we'll just talk for a while because like we enjoy each other's company. That's awesome. Fuck you yeah. all. Um, yeah, okay, go kill yourself, faggot. Yeah. That's going to do it, folks. We're going to be talking about this every other week while we yep. wrap up South Park, and uh, that's going to do it. So next Bye-bye. week, we're back to that. Bye bye. Later. Today that all you see is my